episode of the 288 football podcast my name is anthony and sitting right across from me via zoom as always is my pal de quincy hey man how you doing good intro nice for the first time good intro good energy right there thanks i, <laughs> I felt the pressure and I had to get it i want to get it right in one take yeah so like anthony said this is premiere of the 288 football podcast um two reasons for this i wanted to have one separate podcast for football and then that one for the the rest of the wacky shenanigans that we do and secondly naming these titles for these podcasts is hard sometimes so it's just easier to put 2a football uh week one you know it's simple and to the point like i don't know how you do it each week man uh, sometimes like you think of the zany titles to put on here but like the simplest ones are best because those are the ones that come up in the google searches Mm-hmm. so you put oh i need a football podcast you type in football podcast ours will show up along with other ones it's like oh well i never heard of these guys before let's give them a chance so right instead of like you know the big sarah goose you know yeah no one if you know if we were doing this 15 years ago and tony sarah goose were still in the <laughs> league you know i'm sure that would have been a title yeah that's why you got things like the ringer football podcast and uh the athletic ones like it's just easier and mm-hmm. you know just trying to catch on with them google algorithms guys all right so well let's just introduce what uh the podcast so well first off every week we'll talk about of what's the texans of course mostly uh, mostly every week except their bye week and um after that we'll have what i am calling right now the overreaction theater where i will pick different um just overreaction from the games the previous week. Um, and just like any good lie, every good overreaction has a tiny kernel of truth of these things. So I'll give out the overreaction. Anthony will judge him whether he agrees or not. And uh, we'll just have fun with it that way. And at the end of the podcast, we'll look at what games uh, coming up in the next week that we're interested in. And then we'll try to get out of here. Now, tonight is going to be a... Um, a hurried podcast because Anthony has a hot date at 7 30. <laughs> nah, he just has plans. So we have a hard out in about 45 minutes. Which um, you know, every time we do a podcast, we're like, oh, we have nothing to talk about. I don't know how long it's gonna be. And then every time I finish editing it, it's like an hour 20, an hour 30. <laughs> Make something out of nothing. Yeah. Yeah, we always get that. So Back when I was writing up the script for today's podcast, the first thing I put in was Anthony's fantasy football team. I was going to give him like four to five minutes to talk about his fantasy football team. Come to find out, Anthony is not doing fantasy football this year. Hate to say it, man. It's It's been a long time. It's been a few years now since I've done fantasy football. Uh, I miss it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I miss you guys. <laughs> miss the draft, all that good stuff that comes along with it. Um but uh, yeah, no, I, um, I'm still doing fantasy baseball. So I thought that's what he was talking about, what you were talking about. But um, no, unfortunately, football, just, uh, we just can't find enough guys to, to do it and to uh, stay in it, you know. Yeah, and pay attention because there's nothing more infuriating than losing to someone who stopped paying attention five minutes after the draft. I, yeah. Just, yeah. Someone just auto-drafted. Yeah. And I'm not sure. Is that worse? Losing someone who auto-drafts and they like have their number one wide receiver out in the bye week. Cause that's happened in our, in our league, which is oh, one yeah. of the reasons why we don't have that league anymore. <laughs> uh, so yeah. And you know what? I can give you a couple of minutes to talk about your fantasy baseball team, you know, because You'll never okay. get any of time to talk <laughs> about it. So go ahead. I'll give you some time. Let's see. I uh, I mean, I'm currently in third place. Um, 
I've been going between first and third most of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, yeah, and like the past month, kind of going back and forth between second and third. Uh, first place kind of – I think he's solidified his lead for the rest of the year. It looks like it's going it's to be a, a little tough to overtake, but we'll see. Um, I don't know, man. I, I think I should have just stuck to my plan which was just to tank saves the whole year. Um, but I kept getting a lot of trade offers um, that included saves. And I'm just like, all right, y'all yeah, give it a shot. And uh, I don't know, it just hasn't necessarily panned out. But also some of the, my guys that I drafted or, or picked up on the waiver wire um, haven't been started off strong and just kind of fell apart recently. Um Mainly looking at you, 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 Darvish. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I, dra- I think I drafted really well. Um, picked up some surprise guys. Cedric Mullins from Baltimore. He was a free agent that I picked up, and he's turned into probably a keeper for next year. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guy's killing. It. He's just now hitting under three hundred, where he's been hitting over three hundred most of the year. Um, I got Altuve late in the draft because of his 2020 performance, and he's pretty much been killing it. Um, let's see. Vlad Jr., that's been – I think he was one of my keepers from last year. Uh, and I don't know if I'm, I'll be able to keep him this year just because our league is – man, our league is – I sent you those rules and regulations at the beginning of the year. Yes, they made my eyes glass over. I still never read through all of them, all of that. I don't know what they're talking about, but, um, you know, we're only limited to five keepers. And I think it's like only like players that were drafted after the 10th round or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think he felt like he was my keeper from last year. And I think he was worth like a fifth round pick this year, I think. So he's ranked number one overall this year. So I doubt I'll be able to keep him next year. Unfortunately, but if I can, I'm definitely going to make every effort. Um, Carlos Rodon, I drafted. He's been a surprise for me. I'm going to give you two more minutes. Okay. Um, And uh, I most recently traded for Corbin Burns from Milwaukee. I didn't know he was this good. I think I'm going to keep him. I think I'm hopefully I'll be able to keep him. But uh, he threw a combined no hitter on Saturday for the Brewers, eight innings, 14 strikeouts. Um, I think he struck out like 15 batters in like the first start I had him after I acquired him, which is insane. So, um, yeah, it's, I mean, I like my team overall. I just, I think they're going to fall short, Mm -hmm. just fall, fall just a tad short. But um, if I can finish third, I'll get my money back. So can't complain about that. No complaints about that. Well, I want to wish you well, sir. Good luck in your quest in a fantasy baseball championship. Let's move on to this week's Texans game. The Texans beat the Jacksonville Jaguars 37 to 21. And um, a pretty surprising showing. Um, all the news going into this season was basically how much the Texans were going to suck, how much they were going to blow it. Like, they were lucky to win more than they would be lucky to win a game. I think their over under in Vegas was either three and a half or four and a half. And anyone would sit, you listen to it, tell you to pound the under, but uh, they came out here and just completely dominated Jackson, Jacksonville from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. Um, were you able to watch the end of the game? I wasn't. Um, yeah, I was out with my grandmother. Just oh. uh, yeah, um, yeah, just like helping to run errands and stuff. So I didn't get a chance to watch the game. Honestly, you know, I uh, well, when I offered to your bad Texans fan, but a good grandson, so it evens <laughs> out. I'll take in it. fact, in fact, you're the good grandson. That's close to getting you to heaven. So good work. <laughs> <laughs> well, part of you know part of the reason, like part of the thing was like, um, I kind of forgot that opening day was Sunday, and I had already agreed to like take her around and, you know, like take her shopping and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, once I found out there was season opener, I was like, well, you know what? It's going to be a bad season. I, I don't, you know, 
I'm going to, you know, make, like, if I'm able to watch the games, I'm definitely going to sit down and watch them. But um, the, uh, the urgency to, like, make sure I'm home by noon or I'm up by noon, like, you know, got the TV ready, got, you know, chips and dip ready, you know, whatever. Um, that isn't there anymore, um, at least for the time being. Oh, uh, same here. I woke up after the Texans scored their second touchdown. So, <laughs> yeah. I had at least pl- you woke up to good news. Yeah, I had planned to watch the game, and then I was um, playing on my PlayStation, and then I was like, oh, let me get a quick nap in before the game starts. And then, um, you know, the Sandman grabbed me and held me down a little bit longer than <laughs> I wanted, and I woke up. It was the, uh, like, two minutes left in the first quarter, and it was 14 to nothing. I was like, "Woo! well, this is yeah. a shock. Yeah, I, man. I looked at the halftime score and I was like, really? Wow. This, um, I was pleasantly surprised. Um, and look, you know, they, they're playing a Jacksonville team that, um, it's weird. Like what, I mean, I feel like there are a lot of expectations, but not a whole lot just because of the rookie quarterback drafted number one overall, Trevor Lawrence, um, the rookie head coach, you know, one of the best college coaches of all time and urban Meyer, you know, finally making the jump to the pros. Um, so I feel like the expectations are just kind of all over the place for that team. And so because of like the back and forth, I'm surprised, but not surprised at the same time that, that the Texans were able to get this win. I mean, um, I mean, you go back and look at this team, these two teams, I'm like, is Jacksonville really that much more talented than Houston? Um, I mean, uh, is Trevor Lawrence a better quarterback right now than Tyrod Taylor? Right now, he's not. No, I mean, not at all. I mean, he and and it, he proved it. You know, or Tyrod Taylor proved it. Um, the thing about the Texans is like they are, you know, it's definitely just like a transitional team where mm-hmm. it's like they're not a young up-and-coming team <laughs> no i think they have they're the oldest or one of the top three oldest rosters in the entire league yeah i mean tyra taylor's what 32 uh, mark ingram our running back is what 31 uh brandon cooks who man had an incredible game five receptions for 132 yards he's 27 so maybe that's someone that you can hang on to for a couple more years and uh maybe he'll be around for like the tail end or he'll be there for like the beginning of like a turnaround who knows, but, um, but I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, gray hairs on this team as well. Danny, football Danny Omadola and Rex Burkhead are on this team. Once again, the Texans proving or trying to be the South side Patriots. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, man, I, I don't remember any of these guys on defense from, our heyday except for Whitney Merciless and he's been he's part of the um ski mask all-stars that man's been stealing money for a while now (laughs) when's the last Uh, time Merciless has gotten more than six sacks I'm about to look right now and he's 31 um he's off to a good start 2019 so it's been two years and before that the last time was 2016 yeah, he's a boomer bust kind of guy. Yeah. Off to a good start, though. He got one sack mm. <laughs> on Sunday. Um, so the thing I want to point about the Texans and why I think is what we're going to see this entire season is they're, they're not the most talented group in the NFL. We can all agree on that. But what I, what mm-hmm. I think – what we also agree on is they're going to be one of the most disciplined teams in the league. Really? Yeah. They're not going to be like you almost said you saw, but you didn't. Jacksonville was just committing mistakes at the mistakes on the field, just penalties all over the place. And the Texans had that issue too, you know, considering it's the first game of the regular season, but this seems like a grown up team. Like they're they're gonna go out there and they're gonna know exactly what to do and how to do it and if something go goes wrong it's gonna be something that happens because of the other team's greatness and not because they're just absent mindless. Right, right. So it's kind of a good thing to have the kind of these older guys mm-hmm. 
start for this rookie head coach as well. We have a rookie head coach as well. Yeah. You know, yeah, you 65 year old rookie head coach, but um, a rookie nonetheless. Yeah. You're going to see like, they're not the top, most talented team in the league. They're all, they're not the most talented team in this division, but I'm predicting that this year they're not going to get blown out. Like you're not going to look on sports center and see a game where it's like Texans 10 and the other team 45 or anything like that. Mm-hmm. They're always going to be within two scores. It's going to be a professional football team. Now is that, does that mean they're going to reach 500? No, I don't think so. But here's the sneaky little secret. There's no reason to tank because why do you tank as a football team to get a quarterback? And I don't know about you, but I paid attention to Twitter and everything on Saturday. I didn't hear anyone talking about this amazing five-star quarterback that you just had to tank to draft this year. There's not a Joe Burrow. There's not a a Trevor Lawrence, Andrew Luck. There's not a guy like that in this draft. Mm -hmm. So if you're, if you're not going to, if there's not that superstar quarterback and waiting in the draft, you you might as well go out there and, you know, try to win as many games as you can. Hopefully you can find a takeover for Deshaun Watson and have more lottery tickets to find that quarterback of the future. And who knows? It might be, um, what's the rookie? David Mills? Is that his name? Is that who we, yeah. That's the rookie? Right. Yeah, he might be the guy in the, might have to sit on the bench for this year, but he might be like a serviceable quarterback in the future. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think there's any point of really just draft, just sucking for the first overall pick if there's not a superstar quarterback there. And there's not this year. Yeah. Uh, I guess you're right. Uh, you know, let's. Man, usually you want your teams to to tank if they're going to be bad yeah but you and in our to, case yeah you want to tank to get the quarterback of the future you don't want to tank so you can get the the best cornerback or the best left tackle in the game i mean that's good if you get them in the top 10 but you don't want to spend a number one pick on that mm-hmm. and we've historically always had the problem of being too good for a high draft pick and you know, I don't know, or it, I mean, at least, I mean, too good to be too good to bottom out, not good enough to win the playoffs. Right. That's mm-hmm. that's what I'm looking for. That's the so, Texas way. I mean, why? I mean, uh, well, what is it? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Mm-hmm. So, well, this team is broke from top down. Right. We saw but if that last off, off season, you know, if if that can pan out, you know, the same until. That year that there's that, you know, can't miss quarterback prospect. Um, at least keep it rolling for the fans' sake. <laughs> I mean, if you're, if there's really no one to tank for, then don't not tank for your fans. <laughs> or don't tank for your fans. Yeah, I don't see the playoffs in this team's future, but I don't think you're going to see people online just completely bitching about this team not being prepared. Like they may be outplayed because other teams have more talent than they do, but it's not going to come. It's not going to be a problem of them not knowing their X's and O's. They're just, they just might be slower, but they're going to know what to do. Sure. And you, you also hope that, uh, that fans are smart enough to recognize that this team is not going to be good. They're not going to be a contender. Um, there's really no reason to, to trash them. Maybe not maybe not a reason to watch them every week, but, um, uh, you know, th- at least we won't be disappointed by the fact that there's no playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, everybody should know what they're getting into, into with the Texans. I mean, mm-hmm. if they win, I would say, six or seven games – uh, they should throw a parade for uh, – oh, geez, what's the head coach's name? It escapes me right now. The Cully? Cully, I believe. David Cully. 
All right, David Cutler. If he they might win, win Coach of the Year if that happens. <laughs> yeah, they win six games. Coach of the Year, throw him parade down Main Street. <laughs> um, wait. Yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna say I'm excited to watch this team, but I have more interest in watching them because I feel like it's a team that can actually go out there and be entertaining and not just be a shit show mm-hmm. from whistle to whistle. Right. I mean, we've seen worse worse Houston Texans teams in the past. Those early, early days. Yes. Um, and that two and fourteen team right out when they came right off of I think finally getting over five hundred. Yeah. Well even though it was just that first season, I mean that was pretty bad as well. Hey, that first season, no matter how bad it got, it always had that first win over the Dallas Cowboys. That's you right. You can never <laughs> pick that way. That's almost as good as the Super Bowl, <laughs> at least. Um, David Carr to Billy Miller, first touchdown. I remember mm-hmm. that. Um, but again, you know, like those teams weren't uh, coordinated well. Like they weren't prepared. And if you're saying that this team is going to be more prepared than most, at least, then hey, that's a good thing. That's that's something to, to look forward to, at least. Um, and a reason to uh, for me ne- not to forget. Yeah, you're never going to feel like this team isn't trying. Right. They have, I think, about half or more than half the team is on like one or two year deals. So it's like, even if you're next year you're not going to be a Texan you can play hard enough to get noticed by some other team mm-hmm. and if anything Brandon Cooks could be a trade asset at some point I mean if he keeps performing the way he did on Sunday why not look to move him if like you can get a, a second round pick or something like that because is he a free agent or did we draft him Oh, he definitely, definitely did. Drafted by the Saints. Yeah. Yeah. First round. First round pick for the Saints in 2014. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you could get a second round pick for that. Check to see where that guy That guy has been all over the place. If I remember correctly, he was also on the Patriots. Let's see. Mm. (laughs) Shocker. Let's see. Three years in New Orleans, then. A season in New England, two with the Rams, and now he's in the second year with the Texans. Mm-hmm. 7,000 receiving yards <laughs> yeah. over seven he's, years. That's not bad. He's put up one, two, three, four, five 1,000 yard seasons. I think he might be the only player in history to put a four. Thousand yard season with four different teams. He did twice with New with New Orleans, once with New England, once with the Rams, and last year with the Texans. Dang, yeah. Give him the ball; he's good. Yeah, I I still wish uh, Hopkins was here and Cooks was on the number two position. But, you know, <laughs> you play the cards that you're dealt. Yeah, and unfortunately, Bill O'Brien dealt three cards and stole the, the rest of them and put them down his gullet. <laughs> right. Next week, the Texans take on the Cleveland Browns, who just came off a disappointing loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. And I'll talk yeah. about them a little bit later. Um, I don't know. I feel kind of. I feel. Um, uh, oh, Odell isn't playing. He's already been ruled out for the game this the already? week two. Yeah, he's already been ruled out. Dang. And uh, another thing about the uh, Texans is <laughs> surprise, surprise, they mm-hmm. are the they're the division leaders. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of which, all right. Transition time. It's time to go into what I am calling overreaction theater. Okay. Overreaction theater. I wish I had some like classical music to put behind that, but I'm not Googling that. Anyway, so like I said at the offset of the podcast, I'm going to say a couple of some overreactions that I have from this week in the NFL. Anthony will agree or disagree. And um, we're just going to have fun with it. So I have one, two, I only have five this week. 
Okay. So overreaction number one. And I'm going to give the overreaction, and I'm also going to give the quote-unquote kernels of truth my reasons and why. So number one, the Texans can win the AFC South. Reasoning, they have an easy schedule, and it's a terrible division. Okay. How do you feel about that? Whew. Oh, man. Um, Let me get your schedule. I'm kind of not sure what you can see. So I'm this looking. week, they're at the Browns. Tough game. After, yeah. And then after that, they're home versus the Panthers. Tough game for two reasons. One, Panthers won on Sunday, I believe. Correct. Mm-hmm. And that's a, Thursday. that's a Thursday night game. And it's a Thursday night game. It's a short week for both teams. That's a tough game for both. That quick turnaround. Mm. When it's and a I, Thursday... Can you believe we're getting a primetime game? No, I can't. Be this bad? But, but, but it's early in the week, so I can't... You can only give teams so many primetime games. So they're right. like, all right, let's get them out of the way early. So no one yeah. has to worry about this. All right. All right. So um, using those primetime Thursday night games, I give the edge to the home team. Mm-hmm. Just because it's so much, it's so much for the visiting team to have to do game plan and then travel wherever they need to go play a game. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So after the Panthers, they're at Buffalo for the Bills. Home against the Patriots. Uh, at the Colts, at the Cardinals, home for the Rams, at the Dolphins, at the Titans, home for the Jets, home for the Colts, home for the Seahawks, at Jacksonville, home for the Chargers, at the 49ers, and then home, they end the season home against the Titans. Man, you're making, uh, making some interesting points. Because I, they have like five games I consider difficult, and that would be the Browns, mm-hmm. the Cardinals, the yep. Rams, mm-hmm. the Seahawks, yep. oh, the Chargers, and the 49ers. So six games. Yeah, those exact those are the exact same ones I'm looking at. The way that Tennessee played their first game, the Colts um, and the Jaguars, all those games are toss-ups. They could go either way. Every other week. team in the AFC South lost by two scores. Mm-hmm. The Jets not expecting anything from them. Mm-hmm. Dolphins is a toss-up. You never know. Patriots, that's not a lock any these days. Not Thanks since to Tom Brady Lord. left. <laughs> right. Man, I, you know, look, and you know me, we whether it's baseball, basketball, football, whatever, um, MMA, like I'm a homer. Mm-hmm. I usually go with the home team. And if you think this team could be a playoff team, oh no, this is—I'm uh, just giving you the overreaction. The overreaction. Yeah. Uh, after week one, I, uh, yeah. I'm not going to dog you too much for it. I will. Let's do a scale. Scale of one to ten. How do you feel about it? Scale of one to ten of overreaction. Yeah, one means complete trash. One ten, you agree with it, you love it, you want to marry it. I'm at a six. Six. All right. I got one, one more question for you. As far mm-hmm. as it comes to AFC South, who's the best quarterback in this division? Wow. Um. <laughs> is it Ryan Tannehill? I don't know. It's hard to say because he doesn't. Who knows how he's gonna to, how he's going to fare with Julio Jones going forward? His total QBR in the game against the who to play the Cardinals nineteen point one out of a hundred. Oh. Oh, okay. Um, I don't even man. know who the Indianapolis who's Indianapolis QB is it? Yep, Carson Wentz. Oh no, is he playing? Yep. Oh no! Hold on. No, he, he's, he's injured. Hurt. He's hurt. He's I'm injured. Sorry. Yeah. Who the hell started the game for him? Oh, here we go. It was no. It was Carson Wentz. Wow. Okay. Huh. No, it's not Wentz that's hurt. It's um, old dude who used to be on the Rams. Sam Ellinger? No. no, no, or maybe it wasn't one. Someone got hurt this season. Is supposed to still be hurt. God, 
This is kind of annoying me. So, you know, I'm so gonna... looks like Wentz is number one on the depth chart. Rams QB. Let's see. They lost to. Okay, they lost to Seattle. Oh, it was Wentz. He did start. He did make it in time. Yeah, Jared Goff. That's what I'm thinking of. He's hurt. Isn't he? He's with uh, Detroit, I believe. He was part oh. of the Stafford trade. Oh, never mind. Golf was. I'm, I'm no. I'm right. It's, it was Wentz who was hurt earlier this season. He just came back. Uh, but yeah. Um, so who do you feel? Who, do you trust him? Carson Wentz. Oh boy. I mean, the guy did win a Super Bowl. It's kind of hard to. Uh, Kind of hard to go against him just for this division. Oh, hold on. He he was on a Super Bowl winning team. He didn't win that title? No, it was um Nick Foles? Yeah, Nick Foles. Wentz. Oh, that's right, he was hurt. Yeah, that was his like if he had stayed healthy that year, he would have been the MVP. Yeah. Yeah. You know who else had the same kind of story like that? Derek Carr. Because he's playing a great, I think it was 15. I want to say 15. Is he a four, uh, 14 or 15? He's playing great. And then he hurt himself before the playoffs. The Raiders came to Houston and they lost. And he's never looked the same since. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Wait, Wentz was on the team, but he did not start that Super Bowl. That's right. He didn't start That's right. the entire run. Man, um, I'm still going to stick with Wentz just because he he has been an MVP candidate. He's out of the others. He's really the only MVP, MVP candidate, uh, former MVP candidate in this division. Um, so would you take – uh, so if you're ranking them, it would go Wentz, Taylor. Um, Tannehill. Tannehill, and then uh, Lawrence. Lawrence. Yeah. Right, that's how I got it too. But still, if you're saying Carson Wentz is the best quarterback in division, it doesn't speak that highly to your division. Right. All right, so you gave that one a six. I wish you were right. All right, number two, staying in the division. Urban Meyer will be coaching in college in 2022. Wow. Reasoning, he can't handle losing mm-hmm. or working with grown men. Now, I don't know if you saw that CBS report that came out before the game on Sunday. It was basically like Urban Meyer is losing his temper. He's snappy. He's all this. He's throwing a hissy fit about losing preseason games. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're getting that uppity about losing games that don't matter, like how are you going to handle um, actual losses that count against your record? Yeah. Man. Um. Uh, let's see. Overreaction. He'll be coaching college next season. Wow. Next okay. season, yeah. And you see a bunch of these college coaches, and I think Urban Meyer fits in category. They are used to being in control of everything. And right. that's fine when you're on college campus and you're, you know, controlling kids and, you know, you tell them what to do, but it's completely different when you're trying to tell grown men what to do. Mm-hmm. And I he, will. He seems like that. He is definitely not seem like he is a fucking control freak. Right. So that's why I'll, I will disagree mm-hmm. because is he not also the general manager? Did they not give him all the power? Ooh, let me look. I think he's just the coach, but I will look it up. If he, if he is the general manager and the head coach, I think he'll give it one more season, and I think in two years, he'll be gone. It just says, Wikipedia says he's just the head coach. Okay. Well, um, I will still – I'll still say two years. Let's see. Yeah. And I hope 
in two years, he is back to coaching college. Because then my joke will, the joke that I wrote about college football will, uh, will be intact again. You know, two times in his, in his career, he's pulled the, oh, no, my heart, I'm coming to see you, Elizabeth, routine, <laughs> just to end up with a new job like three years later. Hey, he better cut he that out. He did at Florida. He did at Ohio State. And, I, like, if you're getting stressed out at, at you know, big-time college football schools, and, yeah, I know they're big-time and everything. It's a lot of stress. But that's nothing compared to the of NFL, course. man. He better cut that. His, his, that. Heart, his heart is going to be doing the Mambo number 5 by week 7. Well, he better not be faking it anymore because <laughs> you know what happened to Red Fox. Oh yeah, <laughs> when he, he actually died on had, set. Yeah, he actually had a heart attack, and everybody thought it was a gag. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> let's <laughs> come on, Urban. Like, let's yeah. let's let's learn from the past. <laughs> yeah, don't be the kid you cry. Uh, so, what do you get that one through ten? I'll give it a, a three. Three. All right. But like I said, if he if he's back to coaching college football sooner, then my joke goes back to my joke returns sooner. All right. Moving on. Next one. You ever notice, you ever notice how some of these college football coaches, all these college football coaches, they don't have they, they their names are suited for you can tell who's a college football coach just by their names. Yeah. Urban Myers definitely a college football coach. Jimbo Fisher. Bear Bryant. All right. Uh, let's move on because we only got a couple. We got about okay. ten minutes left. I can uh, keep going, but I'm yeah, I know we we're, we got again. We got time left. Uh, I should have let you go so long with your football, your fantasy baseball team. Damn it! All right, number three, and I know this one's gonna hurt you. Aaron Rodgers needs to call ABC oh. and try to get the Jeopardy host job because he stinks. He went St- fifteen for twenty. Uh, fifteen for twenty-eight, one hundred and thirty-three yards, no touchdowns, two interceptions and a 38 to three blowout loss to the saints first off i thought that was gonna be your leadoff no. overreaction no i decided second, to keep in division gotcha second um uh, stinks or done because if you say stinks i don't think that's an overreaction because he stunk clearly stunk if you want to go overreaction and say he's done now we got a little debate but no, stink, I, I can't. I can't disagree with you. I mean, he was right. awful. Stink. I think there's another quarterback that I think is D U N N done. His name is Ben Roethlisberger. But no, I he stink. I hey, this is an overreaction. Overreaction. He needs to go call up whoever he needs to talk to. Get that Jeopardy hosting job. Get his nice suit. Get his hair out of that damn pony. <laughs> that right. man bun slash ponytail. Get a haircut, you hippie, and be hosting Jeopardy next week. <laughs> Okay, now we now we can have a debate. Um, man, I mean, he was awful. Thirty six point eight quarterback rating, thirteen point four QBR, passer rating of 36, 36. Um, I mean, there was that meme that James Winston <laughs> said James Winston watching Aaron Rodgers play like James Winston, and he's got this like, oh my god, is he really playing like this look on his face? Oh man, I got a hot take about the Saints, but I don't feel like it's a hot take. Uh-huh. Then it was Drew Brees hindered the Saints the last two years. Of course. I don't feel like I feel like everyone online's been saying that, so it's not really a hot take. Like as a team, you can only do so much when your quarterback can't pass farther than 15 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, do you, how do you feel this take? One one ten. Come on. Rogers? Yeah, because he's stunk. I'll I'll give you an eight on that oh, one. Oh, I know that hurts because he was your fancy QB for so long. For the longest, from day one. Day one, yeah. You're your keeper forever. I know. I know yep. that hurts you. So <laughs> yeah, it was bad. I mean, uh, and for all of all of his posturing, all of the drama that that you know he he started this past year. I mean, look. He had every right to start all that drama, but to to not show up after you got everything you wanted, you know, uh, after or, or to to not show up and prove that you're worth all the drama, that you're worth all of the concessions that they made for him, 
to just give it up after game one. I mean, gave up the draws. Yeah. That was, oh, that was he a made, terrible he, game on Fox. He made himself look foolish and he made he made everyone look foolish. Mm-hmm. Like if you're gonna be this bad, you might just put in Jordan Love. Yeah. All right. Um, okay, this one make you happy because you predicted uh, earlier this year. The, even after the loss, the Browns are the second best team in the AFC. Reasoning: They went toe to toe with the defending AFC champions, Kansas City Chiefs. The Chargers barely beat the Washington football team, and who else do you have? In this? Let me tell you this. I was very close. I got home uh, from spending the day with grandma. Just a reminder that I'm a good grandson. I got home. (laughs) I got home at uh, right after halftime of that game. And I thought, you know what? I have some time to watch football. I miss the Texans. I'm going to finish this game. The team that I said, you know, I predicted to go to the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? I should start following, see what's going on. They were up 20 – no, it was just before halftime. They were up 22 to 10, and I was I, – I, I'm going to turn – go back to the camera so I can look at you. Mm-hmm. I was this close to texting you at halftime. Predictions looking pretty good so far. But then I remember you you know how to come back and say, hey, well, it's game one, it's week one, it's halftime, and it's Kansas City Chiefs. We've seen, that, sh- We've seen that show. I mean, it repeated again, but – but I was I felt that good about this team. I was like, man, I think I might start I might start I might start celebrating and sending the celebratory texts. I'm not gonna lie, you know, you 17 either, weeks early. You either would have got that response from me or no response because I had fallen back asleep. <laughs> but I, I can't I can't argue or I can't disagree with you that right now they're the second best team. Like I I I can't I got nothing. Um, how do you feel about the Buffalo Bills in that game uh, against the Steelers? Not great. The Ravens have all kinds of offensive line issues right now. The mm-hmm. Steelers, I mean, Ben Roethlisberger is, I can smell the tie coming up off of him. The AFC South is the AFC South. And the AFC West, like I predict the, the Chargers going to the Super Bowl, but they just lost. I mean, they barely came back against the teenies. Mm-hmm. My fault. My problem with the Chargers is, and I should have thought about this more. They're the Chargers. They just have that stank on them. It's like the Mets. <laughs> right. They just have that funk of anything that will go wrong, anything that can go wrong, wrong will go wrong. Mm-hmm. Good receiving core. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the quarterback. I love everything about the team, but it's just, you know what? A better comparison instead of the Mets would be a city in their own, a, a team in their own city, the Los Angeles Clippers. Clippers, yeah. yeah. If there's a fuck up to be made, the Clippers and the Chargers are going to make it. <laughs> but you know what? I already made my prediction. I'm not going back. I'm staying with it. Uh, but you look. <sighs> You look like a genius. You picked this team. And again, they're doing it without OBJ. Yeah. Still. Yeah, I thought the Ravens would be better. Uh, I just, you know, there's a chance that uh, Lamar Jackson might get COVID for the third time this year. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, Just. Uh, The Ravens have issues. The Bengals aren't good. And I don't think the Steelers are good. So, yeah, I think you're right. Browns are going to win that division. They can run, make a run. And And look, they gave up. They they blew, what, a 12-point lead at halftime. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) they gave it up to one of the greatest offenses that we've ever seen. Right. Who's to say they, they won't learn from those mistakes and only get better? And, and go toe to toe with Kansas City again. Yeah, and they were missing their best player. Right, right. Their best offensive player, I should say. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I agree. I might be. I know you're on the Browns bandwagon. I'm down the road. I'm sticking <laughs> my thumb out. I might be hopping on as well. And as long as Miles Garrett doesn't take off his helmet and swing at another man's head, and uh, he kind of deserved it. <laughs> but still, <laughs> all right. Um, you're talking about. 
You're talking about, ex, you know, exacting justice or winning a title. I'm going uh, for the title. Sometimes, <laughs> you, sometimes you need just, hey, Batman with good justice. Miles Garrett should get some as well. So one to 10, you 10? I'm 10. Yeah. I, I, you, after I wrote that, I felt really good about it. Um, and the last one. And they're playing Houston this weekend. Yeah. there. It's, and, you know, they should only look better. Yeah. And last one for the week, Matt Nagy, the head coach of the Chicago Bears, will lose his locker room if he has it already for refusing to start rookie Justin Fields at quarterback. The reasoning, name your favorite moment in Andy Dalton's career. Oh, man. <laughs> um, name your favorite moment in Andy Dalton's career that didn't involve him giving the ball to the other team. Because my favorite moment is literally the moment that started J.J. Watt's career when he did that tip um, interception and ran it back for six. Mm-hmm. That's probably the greatest <laughs> moment in Andy Dalton's career. I can't think of anything positive that he ever did as a member of the um, Cleveland Bengals. Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Jesus Christ. I'm yeah, I, it's hard to it's hard to argue with that. Um, my only the only thing I could um, the only defense I could offer for mm-hmm. Nagy, right? Mm-hmm. Matt Nagy mm-hmm. is you maybe you don't want to start Justin Fields against Aaron Donald in his first career start. Um. Maybe you know that Dalton's not going. He's going to get sacked three times against that team, against that defense. Um, so maybe that might be the only thing that prevents him from fully losing that locker room this week. So after week one, I will, I'll give that overreaction a five. But I think he, I think he's playing it to protect Fields. I think if if he were to put Fields in the whole game mm-hmm. against that defense against Aaron Donald and he gets sacked three times like Dalton did. I think, I think that he loses that locker room pretty quickly, but um, I think the team, the rest of the locker room with the exception of fields, because obviously you want to play. Uh, I think the rest of the locker room will appreciate that and give him at least just this week. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's where I stand right now with the bears. I just think that when Dalton signed in Chicago, he had an agreement to be the starter no matter what. Mm-hmm. And during the preseason, if you watch the Chicago Bears at all, you could tell that Justin Fields was the man. He has something right there that Dalton yeah. just never had in his career. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it really doesn't matter. He already had that agreement. You're going to start. You're going to start for X amount of games no matter what. And, I mean, it's loyalty to a veteran, but it's also you're you're not maximizing your chance to win. Mm-hmm. No, I, I get that. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's it for the overreaction theater. It was a good uh, start. Yes, yeah, thank you. And you know, we'll have the Thursday night game. It'll be tonight. The Giants versus the Teamies. I'm not watching that. Um, Giants and who? The teamies. The the Washington football team. The teamies. Oh, okay. They do not have a name yet. In fact, uh, maybe we'll talk about that next time. I don't know if you saw the list of names that um, they've come up with. I didn't. Uh, You know, remind me. I'll write it down so we talk about it next time. I know we're... Well, we are out of time. It's already seven thirty, so we need to get up out of here. Um, you should you should add that to your overreaction theater next week. Oh, giving your uh, uh, I, I'll stay away from the list, and you give me the best your the best name of that list you think, and then I'll take a look at the list and compare it. All right, that sounds like a plan. Um, so let's get up out of here. Um, so we'll be back with the football podcast next week and this weekend we'll do some wrestling because i want to talk about biggie winning the wwe championship wait what 
You got jokes. <laughs> you got jokes. Uh, How can I not? Like I, 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 I can't not hear about these things. <laughs> like I can't stay away from social media for uh, five minutes, more than a day. You're right. <laughs> All right. So we'll do a wrestling podcast. So we put that Monday. We'll do football again. So we do have no football one out next Thursday, and then we won't have a podcast next. Um, we won't do one next Friday or Saturday because you have a gig. I do. September 25th, Saturday night. We're at Red Dwarf, uh, 1011 McGowan Street, mm-hmm. Midtown, uh, free parking, uh, plenty of space for social distancing, yeah. spinning records from 8 to 11. And then there's a 90s cover band going on after me, right after. So that should be fun. I've never opened for anybody. So that'll, that'll be cool. Yeah, you. As soon as you're done, that's when the crowd will thin out. We're not here for those losers. We're here for we're here <laughs> oh, for the G man. <laughs> All right, man. Um, I can't wait. I'll be. I'll make an appearance. So it's on Saturday. Yeah, definitely come on. Yeah, out. I'll show. I'll show up. If you're a parent, if things on Fridays or Saturdays, I can make it. It's when cool. your things are on Wednesdays where I'm like Wednesday nine o'clock, and I gotta be up at nine in the morning. <laughs> man, I look. I prefer not to do those weekday gigs. Yeah. Those are tough. Those are tough for everybody. All right. So we'll have a wrestling podcast out on Monday, another NFL podcast on Thursday, and then we'll take a break for your uh for you to get prepared to be on the ones and twos. Sounds great. All right, man. Thanks. For, like always, thanks for talking, man. I appreciate it. Uh thanks all of you listening, download, sharing. We love each and every one of you. Thank you so much. And we'll be back later for Anthony. I'm DeQuincy. Later, babies.